Do you know Bill Paxton was was he dead? Is he dead? Yes, he's dead. Jeez, have some respect. I, I I think I knew he was dead, but then it's like I found out he was dead again today. Oh, that's the worst, eh? I hate when you double dead. You are now listening to Good, Bad, or Bullshit. Welcome to the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast. We're into a new centennial of episodes. My name is Crofton Steers. I am the handsome one. With me, as always, are uh, my two co-hosts. I'm talking about the smart one, Mike Hodgins. How yeah, are I you, guess I'll, I'll take it. And the third one, Bo Schwartz. Hey, <laughs> Hello. Bo. How are you, everybody? Wait, I missed <laughs> what you said what the first one was. You called Mike the smart one. I was the handsome one. Handsome oh. You're the third one. Wouldn't be wow. well, I, You didn't give me anything? Quirky? I did. The third. Okay. Numerically, you're the third one I introduced. Also third in importance. Also, your voting power is third. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you say that, but I have all the dials in front of me here. I have the dials of power. I can put pictures of Hey, you guys want right. to know what I saw today? What's no. That? I saw um, <laughs> in, the, in the sky. I saw. Oh, I, I, I could beat uh, you to it. It was a double. A double rainbow. Yeah, it was a double Did rainbow day today. I saw that too. Did you see a Crofton? No, I was inside a concrete oh. bunker all day, but good to know something nice happened. Oh, yeah, man, you nice. really missed out. I haven't seen one in a long time, and it was pretty solid. It hung around for like 30 minutes at least. Yeah, it was. I only saw the one rainbow at first. And then slowly it dawned on me. I even took some video. And slowly it dawned on me that there was a very faint second rainbow. Yeah. And I was like, it's really happening. It's <laughs> double rainbow. It's really happening. I saw this as a meme on the internet. I can't believe yeah. it's happening in real life now. I'm so amazed. That meme had some legs, dude. But the thing is, I think there's often, if there's at all a good rainbow, there's almost always that double rainbow. It's just It's usually super faint. But this was a pretty good one for a double rainbow. Yeah, the first, the original rainbow, was a very strong band of colors. I really enjoyed it. Could you guys stop rubbing the fucking rainbow in my face? I didn't Whoa. see the goddamn double rainbow. Also, <laughs> you might be able to see this tonight. Uh, it might have only been last night, but apparently the aurora, aurora borealis is going to be visible in our neck of the woods. It was yesterday, but there was some cloud cover. The northern need, lights, some people call it. Do I need glasses to look at it? No. What you if need I eyes. need... What if I need glasses normally? Uh, then I probably still need them yeah. to look at it. It would just look more blurry, I guess. Anyways. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Well, I, I uh, have a thing to bring, though. I have a thing. Okay. We have a thing to talk. I have to talk about here. We're going to we don't usually talk about our Patreon stuff at the beginning of the show, but we've mm. set a new goal. And, <laughs> like a you know, long story short, there was a conversation that happened on Twitter that involved uh, a, a great listener, Jim. Uh, Jimmy the Shovel. Uh, I don't know if we can say people's Twitter yeah, handles. Like, it's like a mob name. You yeah, the hey, I'm the Jimmy shovel, the Shovel. Right? I hit him with the shovel. That's a terrible accent. <laughs> it was horrible. Keep going. <laughs> um, the 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 he suggested that uh, you know we should make a goal out of um, Mike shouting at a wall for 20 minutes straight. Well, well, the context was that go check out our vaccines episode if you haven't. Um, I think I was going on a rant. Instead, rather talk to really? a wall wow. than an anti. I know, believe it or not. 
uh, I'd rather talk to a wall for 20 minutes than um, an anti-vaxxer. And then so he was like, I would like to see this or something along those lines. Yeah. So and uh, yeah. So Mike I, set a Patreon, basically inadvertently somehow set a Patreon goal, goal for himself, which was if we get three patrons, three new patrons, we'll make a video of him shouting at a wall for 20 minutes. It won't be shouting. Then I'll have a conversation with the wall. No, I it think, might get heated. I think know, it's got to be heated, or people are going to feel a little ripped off. We got to get you a good well, topic. It depends what to, the conversation is. Just to be clear, it's got to be a new conversation with a wall. It can't be you going and finding <laughs> an episode of <laughs> GBB where you've spoken twenty minutes straight and just replaced no, us no. with the wall. Oh, every conversation I do is new and unique. Who knows what I'll talk about? <laughs> And, and I think if you're, if I'm not mistaken, Bo, we're we're only one. Yes. Uh, so one so patron, we've had two one people patron away. patronize us on the internet, and um, so Jimmy the Shovel did sub- subscribe. So thank you, sir. And uh, a gentleman who goes by Father Dante on the internet also subscribed. So that's two. Who's going to be the third and best? Any one? amount. Any amount. You set the bar uh, well, it makes me want to be a patron of my own podcast. <laughs> you would be disqualified. <laughs> We'd have to disqualify oh. that. It, it can't count. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, but so your yeah, mom going... counts? Come on. No, she's not Quack. part of this goal. These are three unique subscribers that will forever be known as the Wall Trio. Hi, Bose Mom. <laughs> special special uh, status. And uh, I'm going to say this this uh, challenge closes at the end of the month. <laughs> Yeah, so you only have 21 days. I'm sure we'll find we'll find somebody. I'll we'll find somebody. Clown baby, right. maybe like, we'll, we'll can't be contrived, but whatever. <laughs> Clown baby, you know, one, two, three, works, four, maybe we'll get And us we're some actually money. successful. Well, then we're gonna have to start coming up with more of these things. Well, no. Anyways, it was good that it came from a listener. I think that's a you know it's an organic way for these things to yeah, evolve. It's, it's going to start with like just very organic Mike talking to a wall for twenty minutes type things, and then it's just going to turn into like Steve O on Jackass throwing bow off buildings or something like that. Mm-hmm. Everything's got to start somewhere, Crofton. Yeah. Ten <laughs> patrons for that. That's going to be more than that to be thrown off a building. Just a dollar each, so ten bucks for good. <laughs> I was incidentally over at uh, Crofton at your house today, as you know. Paint, I wasn't paint, there. You weren't there. Uh, <laughs> painting on your roof, and I sat on the roof. And some—I don't know if it was a neighbor of yours, but I would—I would have I, I guessed the kind of quasi-homeless lady. She had sort of drug mouth. You know what I mean? I live in a nice neighborhood, so I don't know what you I'm mean. just telling you, someone Wait. walked down the street who had total drug mouth going on. Drug mouth? You're talking about, like, methamphetamine. I don't know. You got, like, no teeth, and you're, like, 40, and it's just, it wasn't, she it was weird. She could just have, like, some sort of condition. How do you know could it's it be drug mouth? No. <laughs> There's no such thing as well. blowjob mouth. Well, oh, that's gross, but drug mouth is No, gross. no, wait a yeah, second. Well, I said there's no such thing. I didn't say it was gross. Look, and I'll just say, I have compassion Well, for okay, maybe there drugs. is a such thing in the short term, but we're talking long term. Anyways, anyways, okay, don't stop, stop <laughs> sidetracking me here. Uh, so the lady with the drug mouth gave me hell for being on the roof. She was like, you're going to fall off that roof? What do you think you're doing up there? Anyways, we had a quasi-philosophical conversation. I said to her, I'm like, well, what if a satellite fell out of the sky and hit me? Or a bus ran over me on the street? You can't live life like that. Here I am up on the roof. She's like, that makes sense. Make room for me up there, Sonny, and I brought well, actually, some drugs. Actually, then she said her husband <laughs> fell off a scaffolding last year and was killed. And wow, then too soon. Yeah, then it got really serious, and then she was like, just be safe. And I was like, okay, thanks for that. But it started off kind of weird. 
Yeah, okay. Anyway, sketchy uh, neighborhood. That's a good story. Uh, but also, thanks to our patrons, we need one more, and you'll get more stories like that shouted out at a wall. Sure. Yeah, he's this close to, you know. Yeah, yeah. If I was a wall, that would have been perfect. That was like a trailer of what you'll get for 20 minutes. All right. <laughs> Speaking of trailers, we need them to haul around the random topic generator, which is uh, the machine we use to draw a topic every episode. Gentlemen, I think it is that time of the show. We have preambled. Let us yeah. now amble. Make sure to close your mouth so you don't breathe in any of the smoke. You don't want to get blowjob. Joe <laughs> <laughs> Uh. <laughs> this is awesome. Sometimes, what what are you guys laughing at? I can't stop thinking about blowjob. <laughs> oh it's just but, funny as a condition. Anyways, <laughs> pardon me, pardon me, pardon me, everyone. Well, no, but one leads to the other. You start off with drug mouth, then you need money for drugs, and then you got, you know, you got blowjob. Follow mouth. through. You have to drink so, some water sometimes i feel like the random topic generator is like connected into the universe because the topic today oh no is something that lady would know a lot about recreational drugs that's the topic <laughs> no way no way full random and i was like Wait, i can't believe it really we, okay and i'm not saying really like bad i just i'm surprised that the random topic generator would, would i would i am too and i would drugs. if i was you guys i would accuse me of having you know tampered with it but i assure you i did not well you are the smart one look i would accuse you of it except i've seen the engineering of the machinery and it's very sophisticated it's hard to tamper. mike, it's not like mike is handy but he's not technically inclined in that way to... i'm also a paragon of virtue uh yeah uh, but people who use recreational drugs are often not painted that way in society. Mm-hmm. My question to you guys is: rec- what, like, what is the line, the parameters around recreational drugs? Is it, you know, <laughs> any like, there's drugs used for medicinal purposes. Yeah. Is it any drug that is used, like, like it's you're hard getting drugs, close to it. Hard drugs, soft drugs. No, no. Does it matter? Well, I you it's I was when like you, you want to find some like pleasure, pleasurable you drugs. For, you do it for entertainment, so you get yeah. Well, up. well, okay, hold on. Let let's let me say let me say the topic. It's a painkiller, but Just it's also look look stop. Let let me say the topic again. Recreational drugs. But like again, I come back to my question. Some drugs can be used for medicinal purposes. Right. Okay, so if you're using a drug for medicinal purposes yeah but that drug you're probably not doing it for recreational purposes okay so it's the recreational use of drugs it's not the yes drugs it could be any drug like you could be taking oxycontin because you like it that's you're doing it because you like it you know or you want to get high you're not <laughs> doing it because your doctor's like your freaking spine is busted here's some oxycontin that's one not may recreate. lead to the other but yeah. at some point you're yeah. doing it on the other end i have another parameter question i'm sure um Michael try to answer and we'll interrupt him a whole bunch. <laughs> <I'll do my laughs> um, is ca- caffeine not recreational, right? Like you use it to be mood altering, but you and your friends don't go out to the park and load up on a bunch of beans and go, ah, like it. Cigarettes I mean, as well, not recreational. I don't know. I sort of, well, I mean, I mean, look, look, at some point addiction sets in and that's a different, that's maybe a different conversation. Addiction. Yeah. I mean, often these, recreational drugs one leads to the other 
But for sure, I have drank coffee for the... In fact, I can remember one day many years ago with you, Bo, where we went to a second cup. Oh, good. And I had some... I don't know what the hell kind of coffee it was, but I was buzzing like mad, and so I was ranting at you, you were like for like pretty, two hours. You were a coffee virgin for the most part, as long as I'd known you, I think, right? Like, I I, I, hadn't, I think I was getting on coffee yeah, at that yeah. time, and it really was like... Okay, I was so that counts as recreational use. Sure. We're there, engaged so, yeah. in conversation, and Mike was like, oh my god, I have an idea for a play, we're going to write a play, and it's going to be great. Yeah. Oh, you should keep writing. What's, you know, I was like manic. Yeah, was it, was, it was a wonder to watch, especially as someone who just needs coffee to function. Which, that's a, that's a great place to start this conversation. <laughs> Often the use of drugs increases your tolerance of it, and then you need them to feel "quote unquote" normal. Which I guess is so, but like kind of a shitty thing about them. to the recreational. So look, I haven't, I have not experimented that much with the drugs. Uh, I have, I, I like coffee. That's for sure my favorite drug. I have drank some alcohol and been very drunk, but I don't drink much at all, and I, I almost never drink now, and I've never had an issue. But but I've used you know alcohol recreationally. And uh, I've I've smoked some marijuana, though that does not do much for me. And that I've only done a handful of times. And that's it. That's all I've done. Uh, and uh, that's maybe more than some people, but a lot less than the lady who walked by Crofton's house. This it's more. Well, you don't know that for sure. Also, she a drug mouth. Yeah. Let's yeah, stay away from mouth. the mouth. You don't get um, that from coffee. Symptoms. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, wait. I'm pausing the conversation. Beep, 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 beep. This just in. We got our third patron. Mike's talking to a wall. <laughs> really? It's happening, oh, folks. Thank you to right. Sean. Yes. Uh, for making All that right. happen. So, Anyways, I, continue, continue. Related I just... to the wall or related to Well, do I, hold on. Do I, do, I, do I wait out the month and, uh, you know, add uh Maybe we stretch minutes? it up. Yeah, we we'll have to talk about it. But yeah. let's get back to the topic back to because yeah. a lot of yeah. the audio listeners are going to be. Uh, so, um, so my I guess my my background is that I'm set what the cool kids call straight edge. What the what the <laughs> what the non cool kids and most people my age call boring. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was like, it, I don't it, think it was the cool it, kids who. You called drink Pepsi. It, You're it, not straight uh, edge. Yeah, no, I drink, I drink I drink a lot more caffeine now than I ever did. Uh, you know, I, I only have been drinking coffee for the past four or five years or so. Um, I didn't drink it like in university or anything like that. I never, you know, I don't drink alcohol. I don't drink. I don't, you know, consume recreational drugs in any way, shape, or form. Which what you would think would put me kind of like on the negative side of the. This topic because I choose not to do it, but like, and I don't know if it's the, the libertarian in me or whatever, but like, it just feels to, to me like you know when people are like, well, I should be allowed to, you know, it's my body, I should kind of be allowed to put whatever I want in it. Like, while while cognizant of the cost to our healthcare system, um, you know, I I I see merit to that that point. So. Passing the baton on to you, Bo, and your recreational drug use. Uh, I think I have the most like uh, hours. Surprise! <laughs> I have the highest cumul- cumulative dose at lifetime, but not in recent years. But I was a daily weed smoker in last year of high school and the year after. And I've been, but a lot of it was younger days. Um, I've been incredibly wasted. 
several times. I've probably done other drugs that the weed I was sold was laced with. That's definitely happened, but I couldn't tell you what it was. I know, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think there was one time where my friend came over to my house when I was a teenager, and I think, I don't know what we did for four hours, but we kept repeating the same words to each other and then telling each other to <laughs> shut up, and we couldn't move. And it was like, we just smoke weed. And I'm like, it was clearly something more than weed in there. But um, haven't... And I have I have enjoyed seeing Bo possibly the most drunk of any human being I've ever I've ever met uh, before. Uh, he's, yeah. he's done, you know, he's not a regular drinker, but man, have I seen him right. in his... The most recent drunk, drunk time was Crofton's bachelor party. No, no, Mike's bachelor party was wasn't yours. Oh, Mike's was more. Yeah, Mike's, Mike's. was the one where you slept on the lawn. So we, yeah, we were in Montreal <laughs> and we went out. Whatever. That that's not the story. We went out till like three in the morning and did you know bar things. The everyone came back to the hotel and for some reason I was getting angry, <laughs> and I told you guys I was going to get ice cream and I never came back. And <laughs> long story short, I I walked all the way up to the top of Mount Royal. I know I did that Montreal. Yeah, and and then on the climbed down the other side and fell asleep in someone's front lawn, and then woke up and took a cab home at like nine in the morning or to the hotel. My home means so the hotel we were staying at. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my home was that those people. Those I don't even know who they were. Their front yard. I'm so glad no one woke up in front of that house and said called the cops. It's like it's a dead body on the front <laughs> lawn. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, no, um, but. And- so, so do you so you count cigarettes then as a recreational drug, or is that just so, you're just so mired in addiction? I think I think so. we have to because I, I, the trajectory I mentioned earlier was really important, which is like you started at first and it's exciting. Let me tell you why I started smoking in in my teens. I got really into theater writing and into theater and into writers, and I wanted to be a writer. And like there, all the writers I read were like from a hundred years ago, two hundred years ago, fifty years ago. Like a lot of them smoked and acted cool. And I just wanted to be cool. And back then you could smoke inside. And so there was this great little cafe, this Danish place with like you like on Sussex, I think. You know that you know where the US Embassy is now? Across the street from there, where like Black Tomato is? Yeah, yeah. That yeah, used yeah. to be a yeah, cafe. I, used to be, I used to get my camels and go in there, smoke cigarettes, and read like books, and be like, "Oh, oh I'm so cool! I'm 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 artiste, uh, reading uh, literature, and and you know, hanging out." And the the, the, the really attractive, these two attractive like Danish girls, and it was their father who owned the place, and so I like to go in there and Danke, bo. Pret- I... pretend I was like all cool. And that's how that's that's really what got me into like smoking as like a thing because it was a lifestyle. And I wanted to be cool, and it. It did make me feel like it does do something to your brain where I feel like I'm absorbing information at a better rate or something. Like I just, you know, the same effect that you might have had with coffee at that time. Now I don't feel anything. Uh, in fact, well, I just needed to feel normal. But normally yeah. I would protest about including stuff like cigarettes and stuff like that. But I don't really because in the end, like not every single recreational drug, but most of them are addictive in some in some uh, way shape or form yeah. and uh and like so you know or have addictive properties sure um, i mean i would just say the psychedelics are not technically yeah. but like but i mean it, it, i mean 
that's a branch, but I'd say most is more than 50% of all recreational drugs are of some form, like anything from like, um, you know, painkillers to like uh, an opioid, which is... Yeah, but like the opioids is a pretty big thing. I mean, I I don't disagree with you, but there are a lot that say aren't technically addictive. There are a lot, but I would say it's the minority of rec drugs. Most rec drugs are designed or, or are designed or exist in, in some way that they, they, they'll, you know, they'll get you, they, they get, get you hooked in, in, and that's for me, um, I, I, you know, again, like, well, I wouldn't begrudge anybody from choosing to try drugs and this or to to experiment in moderation and that sort of thing. Like it, becoming a drug addict is obviously a hugely neg- negative thing. And the, the the sliding scale of what recreational drugs consist of, like when we're talking about coffee or cigarettes or weed, marijuana, and and then and then we're like comparing that to like, I don't know. Heroin, heroin yeah uh or or even you know cocaine or crack or crank or crud or like whatever like btp <laughs> is crud yeah. is crud one or, i've yeah, heard of crud so <laughs> crud no i just i'm just downgrading <laughs> cocaine to its basis form but like yeah no i i just i just think like the the addictive nature of the drug themselves where i'm sort of stuck with this is like you know, I don't. Again, I don't begrudge people for using it, even <clears> though I don't partake, partake in many of them myself. But at the same point, like in terms of labeling recreational drug use as good, bad, or bullshit, I don't see much in terms of positive, other than the fact that it seems like every friggin' major musician I like made their best music while high. Yeah, well, no, but you know what? You that's actually I think a pretty interesting point. And uh, I don't want to, before I delve into my thoughts on all good music coming from heroin, uh, there, there is, a, there is the, the, the elephant in the room of addiction, which you, which you mentioned. And, uh, you know, that again could be its own, well, it would be hard to, to, to have a topic about that because you wouldn't be like, addiction is good. It's, it's hard to say that's good. But I think there is a school of thought that where some people would say, you know, you hear some things like, okay, you know, opioids and whatever are um, chemically addicted, uh, addictive. If you take them, you'll you'll become addictive, and, and there is definitely truth to that and whatever. But there's also a lot of people who will say things like addiction is not actually about drugs. It's about some other underlying issue and that drugs then uh, fuel that. Like, again, saying that maybe most people who, who wind up, say, on the streets – hooked on drugs often have suffered traumas in their youth, um, have mental health issues and drugs are a way of coping with that. And, and then addiction forms from that. Uh, you know, and I think of this in, because I've heard stuff like you think of crack is a super addictive drug, mm-hmm. but I heard some statistics that something like only like 10% of people who try crack get addicted to it. And that's, and I remember I worked with some dude, some random dude who was like at a, at a call center and he was like, Oh, I tried crack once. And I was like, and I remember thinking that was so weird, and uh, and I guess he never did it again. And and you'll hear, you know, there are lots of stories about these very addictive drugs where some people will do them a lot, and then I know somebody firsthand who said it. Somebody very surprising. Who what did crack? Yeah, I don't know if I can say it though. 
you don't have to have someone. But it, well, all right. I think my dad said it to me actually. And if you know my dad, <laughs> my dad. dad's like he can he can pound beer away every day, and he's a fully functioning for the most part human being. I mean, he takes care of his kids. He's never been. You would never say he's an alcoholic, but he he has drank quite a bit long periods of time. He will put pack away quite a bit, and he admitted. He never talked about this for a long time. He admitted trying it once and said it was all right, not addicted, well, he, and was never addicted. So, well, and that's like, and, and that's the point I, I wanted to bring point. up is that like you see, there are alcoholics. I've been raging drunk. I've done embarrassing, dumb things. I've had, I've come back to my circle of friends with blood all over my shirt, <laughs> drinking beer. I've never had an alcohol addiction. Yeah, yeah. alcohol is a super interesting one because you do get people's lives were destroyed by alcohol where they drink themselves literally to death in their 30s addiction in alcohol is a huge thing but like i drink i drink alcohol from time to time and it's not a problem for me um so yeah again you know i think those points are valid and they're worth considering so if someone's like into recreational drugs you might want to say like yeah why don't you try dude i got some sweet fentanyl here why don't you try some it's like you know, you don't go for the one that is like ridiculous. <laughs> there, there are definitely some. They're not all equal. Like I, and I think maybe that's your point that there's like there's some drugs. It's like you could do recreationally in theory, but like why would you do that one unless you you maybe you're already had so many problems or you just want to like r- ramp up the high is not good enough. And I think there's probably other underlying issues there. I I would say that I you know like in in defense of crack baby Bo's comment, um, I I would say that I find uh, that we're all coming off as as sort of defensive of recreational drugs to a certain extent, and I think the reason that 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 is happening is because of the way that drugs in general are portrayed in society, and the overwhelming sort of actions. That have been taken by like you know a- anti-drug crusades uh, such as the American you know the Reagan era war on drugs and that sort of thing, and and like what feels kind of like over overkill on that side, um, and that we grew up with this and that we were constantly told mm, drugs are bad okay, over over and over and as we grow up in, as an adult and we look at some of like you know the the especially drugs like uh, uh, marijuana which is you know being decriminalized legalized in Canada um i think i, I think about the overreaction and the, and i feel that that i want to be defensive of rec drugs or i want to or or that sort of drug use or or defend people's right to use them but I don't have any like drug, you know, really majorly drug addicted friends like of, of serious drugs or had to deal with someone or, or do an intervention. And I know the addictiveness is something that Mike's already sort of talked about. But there's like literally like an op- op- opioid crisis going on in multiple places and um, including the city that we live in, which I'm kind of blissfully unaware of. Uh, but there's there's serious uh, problems with with the use of that drug, and you can get to the root uh, of what the the issues surrounding the choice to use these drugs are. Just like there's been First Nations up in northern communities that have been you know sniffing gas, and that that's their recreational drug of choice due to situation that brings them to that point. I just I just find 
that it's it's tough separating like like my feelings of like how we've overkilled on the negatives associated with drug use to at the realities nowadays of drug use because there's got to be some sort of balance. Well, yeah. um, I, I you think, know, yeah, it's just what sorry. you're saying really resonates. I'm sorry to interrupt, but like, but like I, I just I feel like there's two different things. Like, I think like when you, it's like oh it's the weekend, like I can't wait for pot to be legal because I know at least one time. I'm going to buy a mountain of food and a mountain of dope and, you know, just go to town, eat food, watch Game of Thrones all weekend and get high. Like, that's going to happen. That's going to, you know, even <laughs> if I just do it the one time, I, you know, I'm like, it's cool. That's what I'm going to do. Um, but but that's like a recreational use. But then you start getting to using it. It's also mood altering. Like, as someone, you know, when I was a when I was a teenager and I felt like I woke up and like, I felt crappy or I felt depressed or I felt like people wanted me to do things I didn't want to do. I could wake, wake and bake and start my day and just be high and be in this other state. And, and that's on weed and that's like a recreational drug, but that's not recreational use that becomes self-medicating, which, which you can do with all the mood altering drugs. I don't think you can self-medicate with cigarettes and caffeine and, and sugary foods, but you can definitely, you can definitely do that with mood altering drugs and you could say, Oh, it's recreational. I just recreate every day. <laughs> but like at a certain point you're covering a psychological problem. And I think that's, well, there's no solve to that when it comes to drugs. I mean, yeah, like, but look, co- coffee, caffeine is mood altering. It alters my mood to good from whatever it was. Yeah. But, but it doesn't alleviate, it doesn't, it's not distracting, I think, in the same way as it. I don't know, I, fi- or... I find, like, it really does, anyways, like, I feel mm. its effects, even though I'm thoroughly sure. addicted to it, yeah. and I, I mean, I don't, I guess I'm not a heavy They, they all definitely have effects, I'm just saying, like, there's loss of control associated, like, there's definite large yeah. changes with a certain subset of recreate no no and it's true like and and this definitely this overriding point i think is a super valid one about recreational drugs and being that we've all been light users of it it seems like from what bo said he's only not done like uh he's only smoked cigarettes compared to say what what i've done and i know crofton has tried alcohol but i don't think he really even got dr- drunk you've you've maybe tried a few drinks now and then but you know like i know people who have done you know uh Certainly, ecstasy. Which what was it? MDMA is that the same thing? MDMA, um, all kinds of psychedelics. Who are like you know, normal people. Um, you know, they like they they're not they're not on drugs all the time. They they mm. just have tried it or something. Shrooms for sure. Uh, I know lots of people have tried those things, and it's, it's like whatever. They're not like. Oftentimes, they're like. Oh yeah, I tried that twenty years ago, once or twice, whatever. And that's that. It was that was that's like pure recreate recreational drug use. You tried it, see see what it's like or whatever. And the whole like this leading to addiction is again like the it's the whole other problem of like people have underlying issues and and the and the, the recreational drugs uh, go to a bad place right away. But but trying to come back to the focus on like it being. The, the recreation aspect of it because this stuff like it's always um gonna be a problem that because people have mental health issues we have an unjust society largely still so, so a lot of people live shitty lives and have shitty experiences and are gonna try to self-medicate somehow so that that will always be an issue and um just a, sort of a little sub thing i'm watching this documentary i'm in this ken burns documentary phase now on netflix he of course of- you are 
print game. <laughs> they're kind of they're kind of good. Anyways, the, there's a few on Netflix. Uh, the, but the last one I watched was about uh, um, what's it called in the states in the 1920s? Out, uh, Pro- Prohibition. The Great Depression. Prohibition. No, where they Prohibition. banned alcohol. Prohibition. 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 It was all about prohibition. It was Jeez. like you know, eighteen yeah. hours of prohibition video. Really interesting. And it was this is like a giant experiments. They did it for thirteen years in the states. And and the main lesson, and people kept saying this is like you can't legislate morality. And people wanted to have alcohol, you know, and it just it's used as a recreational thing, and people use it anyway. So the whole like criminality of it, and they did it. For the same reason we have these 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 arguments today about these other drugs, which was that there was a portion of society that was it was destroying families, destroying lives. Alcohol was doing that before prohibition, and then they put prohibition in, and it still was doing that. It might have had some positive effects, but it had other negative effects of like organized crime all of a sudden just exploding. So the thing is like that aspect is all really interesting. Uh, but the fact is like human beings or something, you know, and this is almost a Crofton line of reasoning, uh, which I am want to take, but I will. <laughs> There's something in human beings where you have to look at like the whole, and like people want to take recreational drugs. Like it's like you try to make it illegal. You try to make it hard to get people will find ways to get it, you know? And, uh, and to try to legislate, to say, oh, this is wrong or whatever, I think most of us agree. Like, it's not necessarily wrong. Um, you may choose or choose not to do it. But you, you can't just say, well, this is wrong and we'll make a law against it because it doesn't really do anything. You know, the people who, who want to do it will. The people who have problems and use it to help alleviate those problems will definitely still do it. They'll also just be criminalized. I, in the see, sub- I- I think that's the that's the issue because you say it doesn't do anything, but it does something really major, which is it it criminalizes a subset of the population or or make uh, and and like I you know I didn't see your Ken Burns uh, prohibition marathon uh, <laughs> on TV, but I, I'm curious about like like booze isn't as much as dangerous as as other drugs, but like the safeguards against it something. Bo, Bo Bo was no, I mean in terms of like um, how it how it's uh, like uh, made or and in, in, in put together, like Bo was talking about his weed being laced with other other stuff, right? But that was um, but during prohibition, uh, there was hundreds of people who died and went blind from drinking alcohol laced with wood alcohol, which is okay. Toxic. Fair, so, fair. See, I didn't. So watch the exact the same thing happened yeah. when it was criminalized. It, so when, exactly. So so that's yeah, yeah. that's the point. I, I'm so now we're doing all these other drugs that are on the wrong side of the the legal line are not being inspected or not being treated uh and, and the people who are using them are are going to be you know they're going to be stuck with meth mouth or whatever we're calling it um uh, because because part part partly because they're they they're forced to become ostracized from society due to uh, due to their you know lifestyle choices and so that sucks and that's but... that that's horrible sorry bo yeah Oh no! Sorry. Yeah, I can wait for you to finish. I just I can slide in on that point. On, oh, on what just, you guys are talking just, about? Yeah, I was just gonna say, like th- that annoys me. The lifestyle yeah. choice, the people being ostracized, and 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 I I think I agree with in with Mike in terms of and again libertarian bent on on the legalities surrounding surrounding it. That said, the drugs themselves and whether people should be using them and and if that's a good thing, you know, 
my my feeling and my, my life my lifestyle has adjusted accordingly is it's it's generally not a good thing yeah so oh, yeah yeah well and so, so wait my turn because because this and this is where this is where the differences in how people approach recreational drugs and how it affects them is important part of this conversation because crofton let's do a thought experiment let's say you're the kind of guy friday night comes around you like to do line or two of coke and play overwatch and you don't have an addiction it's just friday night <laughs> you're, you're like you're like hot damn i'm gonna we're gonna t- do a line or two uh i gotta get some chips and pizza and pepsi line or two of coke play Overwatch. i, I play tracer so that'll be a hell of a trick yeah yeah, yeah. and then you're then you're t- then you tell me about your like your your routine and how you like recreational use of cocaine and it's me you're talking to you're like bo you should try it one friday night Two weeks later, I've sold all of my things. I've robbed your house to buy Coke. I I like it. Like, like, because the problem is, is it's sort of down to personality and how it affects people differently. So, like, the the theory is you could do as a recreational drug. It could tax your life in some way. Maybe, you know, over time, you're less healthy, things like that. But there are other people who just nosedive in life, who can't, can't use it responsibly. And when there's enough people doing that, we have a conscious as a community and we say, well, they've ruined it for everyone. We'd rather have a healthier overall society than for me to have my line of Coke while I play Overwatch. I can probably just have the Pepsi and pizza and play Overwatch. So so I think there's a little bit of that going on. Maybe I use Coke because it's an extreme example. It's probably not good. But like the marijuana examples like that, like it's vilified because there's a sense of social good associated with it, right or wrong. I mean, alcohol, people drink and drive all the time, still can kill people. It still happens. And I can see someone saying, frick, ban alcohol. You guys can't stop driving. Take it away from people. But it doesn't work. People who drink and drive, put them in front of a firing squad and kill them because because they're killing children. They're running out of bullets. They're running out of... Exactly. But there's... but the point it would not achieve. I'm not saying we should do that. I'm saying I get why someone would think that. Sure. Because I hear about someone who gets killed by a drunk driver and I want to say, fuck that person. They didn't wait, the drunk driver or the person who got killed? The drunk driver. Oh, right, good. Right? That makes right? sense. Like like why aren't you smart enough not to do that? But we have we face these problems together as a community and they keep cropping up and they are linked to drugs. To recreational. Yeah, well, use like okay, so but he, legal and illegal. So, you know, those are all good points. And I think I think that the deal with recreational drugs, and this is not how we're doing it now, is like it's not about banning, criminalizing and trying to have moral, you know, authority over people to be like, these are bad things. You're a bad person if you do these drugs. It, just, mm. it doesn't work. It's not it's not going that way. And again, the, the car accident thing, you know, you're drinking and driving. Yeah, everyone hates that. But someone there's car accidents anyways and people die mm-hmm. and it's like oh that sucks you know or someone falls asleep at the wheel that happens too like oh what are you gonna do you know it's when there when there's a recreational drug involved it just lets you know that you're like okay we need to set parameters on that and i think that's where governments and many legislative bodies can have some uh c- can do something useful and i think part and parcel with that is edu- is education you know it's like what does this drug what does this drug do so it's like with alcohol you know the hope is that people know like don't use it when you drive. 
it's like these are it's, it's effects and then hopefully for someone like Bo who has a you know when he starts following Crofton down his two lines of coke on Friday night and some Overwatch and then goes off the rails it was Saturday but whatever I played Civilization all week and snorted no, like 5,000 lines of coke just one more line please <laughs> so uh, well you want to go all night Bo you know you gotta yeah. it's like what it's like what Eric Clapton says when you want to keep you do cocaine. That's what the song was about. It was about cocaine. In the white room? <laughs> it's about cocaine. I can remember how it went. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's like, it's like educate people, people who have, like, those problems, uh, mental health problems, addiction, uh, problems with addiction. It's, there's something underlying that, and it's be like, yeah, we should try to help those people. Like, like recreational drugs probably shouldn't – you should tell people don't use those types of things. Now – I'll tell I'll get into a little bit how I feel about some of these drugs and and I'll tell you I'm pretty interested in recreational drugs even though I do not do any any and honestly I probably never will but I'm super interested in the idea of them because I'm curious I'm a curious person by nature but I heard the educational message and certainly ones like um <clears throat> like I'm not I'm not likely to ever do heroin though I reserve the right I always say this and I and I and I feel this to be true for me that if I'm like given a terminal diagnosis of something like you know you got four months to live you got stage four lung cancer be like someone score me heroin and hookers when you, why the hell not like honestly honestly why not because it's it's an it'll do something to your brain and your brain is just the the lens which with which you view the universe and people who you know in the 60s and all these drug trippers you know they have different outlooks on life and the the ones that actually quite intrigue me are are definitely the psychedelics, and and again surprise well no one, <laughs> but it, but it's just because they they sound they sound interesting beyond just like oh wow everything feels really good and euphoric like I don't mm. care that much about that I'm a pretty happy person I don't really need to feel euphoria I'm halfway there already so I feel I, I feel pretty good uh, but psychedelics apparently you know you hear this idea of of they, they they dissolve your sense of self and you can you can see the universe in a, in a new way and I think this is really int- intriguing and there's you know they're starting to use these things more in uh, in treatment of people with 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 psychological problems but even you know I've heard that this thing really resonated with me I'm just going to mention it to you guys because we all have issues with this everybody who's living does mortality right we're all kind of scared of dying and. And I definitely am and will totally own up to it. Yeah. Well, no, and good for you because I think most people are. Like right now my dad is 70 and he's, he's been to the doctor a few times and you get so worried about this stuff. And sometimes I feel like, you know, he's getting older. He's 70. I, I don't know. You know, I hope he's around for another 20 years, but who knows? The point is he's, he's scared of what's going on. And I think we all we all have this. And I heard this thing a long time ago, and it was basically they did this test with I think it was LSD, and they also used psilocybin, which is uh, mushrooms, where they had people who had terminal cancer and you know less than a year to live or whatever, and because of this diagnosis, were terribly depressed because they were going to die, terrified of it, you know that's that's awful. That that sounds like about the worst thing in the world for me. And apparently, something like fifty percent of the people who they did this with. Uh, they give one treatment of psilocybin or LSD to these people, and then afterwards they would have no depression, and they would, and they were like, "I, I see the world in in a way I didn't see it before, and I don't mind dying." 
it's part of life. And I really find that really intriguing because I think we all suffer from this. And, and sometimes you need something, and this is to take you out of yourself, you know, to let you see something in a new way. And it can be hard to do that. And I think there are recreational drugs. Like, that's why people do it, you know, not only just to feel good, I think, but to try to experience something different because we're stuck in our heads all the time. And th- this and is I where think we... That there are... Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I'm interrupting, but I think this is where we get to art and how important drugs are to art sure absolutely. Like, they're really important and i've read a in literature side of things i've read a lot of essays from people over the years professing cigarettes are great opiates are great i like drinking absinthe like for writing definitely painting like Music, just before you guys go down that uh that rabbit hole i had like a devil's advocate point i wanted to play with mike based on his sure. his his uh because in in other episodes like I, for, I forget what was the episode recently we were talking about amusement parks we were talking mm-hmm. about amusement parks and we were talking about like taking rides and all this sort of stuff and having these sensory things and you're sort of take on it was like they should just go go out there and rock climb and stop spending money at these places where they'd have to wait in line and stuff like that yeah i'm butchering and paraphrasing but like my 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 thing is like in could could they not you know you can see the world in a different way in many in in many different ways you can have different experiences uh you know you can uh, travel you can skydive you can you know scuba dive you can do whatever what you know why i guess why are drugs necessary i guess like you i think all those things are true and i mean for me the the little context of the ride thing was it like i find half of going to music park hell on earth waiting in lines you can get the adrenaline rush and i mean frankly that's why people do those things because they want the drugs in their brain to start flowing because when you when you like a ride or skydiving, you like that because adrenaline is coursing through your system. It's like your body's full of endorphins. You can do different things. Ex- isn't exercise you... part of also feeling good? Like uh, what is exercise? Like you know, yeah, hurting yourself. A little release endorphins yeah. for sure. Just for the record, I found it hilarious how confused Bo seemed about that. Well, He's like, uh, isn't isn't ex- I've heard this thing isn't about that, exercise. Doesn't that make you feel good? And I'm like, yes, Bo, it does. Maybe you should do Bo's it. Bo's like, hmm, I'll 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 try this PCP instead. Uh, yeah, if I don't have to get up. Uh, but but yeah, but I think you, so. Your point is interesting, and it's and yes, you can experience a lot of stuff that way. But there's something that you can't do, which is which is change the way your brain perceives those events. And and that's, I think, what's really intriguing to me. Now, I like the way I perceive things, and I like my brain as it is, but I'm like anyone. i got the same fears, and, you know, uh, I don't want to die, same as anyone else. But I also am someone who's quite rational, and I think a lot about, like, well, dying is it's part of living. It's part of the universe. Why are we so terrified of it? And part of it is probably just because of how we're stuck looking at things. You know, it's mm. advantageous. As, as a species, as a living creature, to never want to die. That's advantageous to a living creature. <clears throat> but that's based on the lens the lens of you, how your mind views things. And if there are drugs which are able to, like, change the way your brain is processing everything in a way that dissolves that feeling, it can give you an experience that you can't achieve anywhere else. And I think that's really intriguing. And, and a lot of the psychedelics are like that. Now, I'm not saying I'm going to go out and do any psychedelics. 
but like I'm kind of in back of my head, kind of reserving the rights to open minded to these types of things, like especially like psilocybin, like mushrooms. I'm like, whatever. I know tons of people who've tried it. I was like, oh, it's kind of interesting. Just just for the record, that was a good that was a good response. But I cut Bo's art uh, redirection. Oh yes, the uh, art uh, short oh. to 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 ask you that because I want to. It was a good mm, uh, good point. But but Bo, going back to the the art stuff, and I touched on it with the rock and roll and stuff, and but how some how the, uh, all my favorite musicians seem to be high. But what were you uh, going to say there? Well, I was going to say some of the greatest pieces of art that you appreciate, enjoy, even current stuff. Although, you know. Uh, it's it's expanding your mind. You don't get some of these crazy ideas and these things without without seeing the world differently and using drugs to provoke those states. Or you know, it's just important. It's an important part of many many of the stories behind art. And then Mike was going to talk it, about all the great rock music. Like Led Zeppelin well, wasn't it, Led know, Zeppelin kind of, without anyone. I was being, just going to say, yeah. yeah, like Led Zeppelin, the greatest band ever. Like if you uh, like Led Zeppelin thank- and you're anti drugs you need to like check no. yourself <laughs> and also you know it's because it made me think of something quite interesting so say you're a musician doing these kinds of like you know especially lsd in the 60s and stuff like that and making new kinds of music and for sure there was tons of new music exploded out of the 60s when the when drugs were kind of like you know lots of people were experimenting with these types of things and i can remember one time i was at work and i had a slow day and i watched a 17 minute version of uh uh, in a God of Devita by Iron, Iron Butterfly, Butterfly uh, definitely a psychedelic a psychedelic band. And if you just like close your eyes and listen to that, like it for seventeen minutes, <laughs> it, it's like it's almost like you're on some kind of trip too. And and it, and it's really interesting to be like it's like these people put into music some kind of experience they had on a hallucinogen. And I'm like, wow, what a, what an amazing thing to share. And I encourage everyone right now after this show to go and listen to the 17 minute version live of Inagata Devita on YouTube. You won't regret it. Uh, <laughs> so, I think it's And like I just mean like, idea. you know, new stuff has emerged from it and um, you know, other people will be, so think of like things that might've inspired other artists that was, that didn't do drugs, but maybe their inspiration came from artists who did do drugs. There's no question that recreational drugs has impacted pop culture culture in general and certainly art i think that's a really good point about but yeah yeah no i i mean it's it's tough because it's like one of those things where yes the songs that these talented folks ended up doing were about their experiences from drugs or pulled from that but had they never had the drugs would they have been as talented or would they have come up with other songs or be inspired by other things like no no, no. Think of your favorite actor, Matt Damon. Probably a raging drunk at some point. Like actors drink. Whoa. And maybe maybe that's not true all their lives, but a great many a great many actors enjoy the alcoholic beverage and would not be the actors you love and enjoy if they had to be vanilla their whole lives. Like they're Look, and some and you know, and some people will produce amazing things without drugs yeah. and a lot of these types of things come from people there's lots of like people who are borderline crazy like isaac newton was kind of a nut job but he saw the universe in a different way the point is like we can't all be nut jobs so some of us need to just take drugs you know to, to, <laughs> to get a different way of looking at things you know? it's true it's true when you pr- pr- frame it like that i guess but uh <laughs> um yeah i just i mean like that's a positive 
and I, I give you full credit for drawing a positive positive out of it. But then then it's like there's tons and tons and tons of people that have died due to drug addiction to recreational drugs, like mm-hmm. millions of people likely. Uh, and um, and so, yes, there's been some good art that's come out of it. Does that balance the the the, the ledgers? I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not convinced. I still just think though that we're that that's a bit of conflating things because I, I, I agree. Um, in so a couple things that I think are really you touched on it. The whole war against drugs has has put this dominant culture, especially people like us who are not heavy recreational drug users. It's stuff like some drugs will kill you, like right now fentanyl, fentanyl and carfentanil. Like I like how these things wrap ramp up. It's like two 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 grains of fentanyl can kill you, and then they'll be like carfentanil, a hundred times more powerful than fentanyl. It's like if your brother <laughs> takes it, you might die. That's how strong it is. <laughs> like, it's kind of ridiculous, but like this stuff. So you're like, yeah, okay, I don't want no carfentanil in my weed, and that's a problem, and that's part of the legal stuff, right? So when it's illegal, you know unscrupulous people looking to make money will put shit in their drugs. So if you can have it legal, so I think you can eliminate a lot of that scary stuff. If it was, if you had like a place you could buy drugs that some, that a third party was like, you know what, you know, we, we, we test their drugs. It's highly regulated. These drugs are all good. You get away from a lot of that. Like, Oh, I took a pill and then I died. Okay. That's one thing. And then the other thing is that again, I think this is conflating of things. So there's a lot of people who go down this road to death it's ultimately the drug might be the mechanism, but the root is trauma, mental health issues. And those are big things that we need to address. But I think saying like getting rid of drugs does not get rid of those things. And we know that already. Yeah, but but it's it's the same. It's not conflating in, in so much as saying that the, you know, drugs call it, create good music and it's not the individuals. Right. Like it, it, it's. It's like if you said guns, you know, guns are, yeah, guns are good because it's not them that kill people. It's the people and the situation and all that sort of stuff. And their their life issues that get them to that point. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. You can make that argument. But it's also the guns. And so, like, for, for me, the, the drugs, yes, you can talk about, like, the numbers are so high of, of deaths. And you can be like, yes, the illegality, yeah, that contributes to it. And, and yes, people's life circumstances. But I think, I, I, I think in the end, like, these drugs, uh, a large amount of them are, are dangerously addictive. And, um, and, and there are people that, you know, don't – I don't want to point at Bo, but like he is, we know that he is more. Is it, yeah, I'm are... notorious for every time anything remotely close to drug. Everyone's like, Bo has addictive personality. It, Keep him away. Bo has an, don't touch this, Bo. There, don't there touch are it. people with addictive personalities, and and of course they're gonna they're gonna jump on like jump on the drug train a little a little um, harder. But I just think it's really to whitewash, you know, these dangers, many of which are very dangerous drugs even to be taken in small quantities. Um, and and it, it, like I want to in a way too. I want to be like, oh, yeah, free free spirit, open mind, uh, li- li- uh, li- uh, libertarian, no, no, no rules. But like um, – at no restrictions, rather, on these things. We should be able to put in what we want in our bodies. But most of this stuff is like 
or a, a large part of it is poisonous in some quantity. We're not doing benefits to our body. Sometimes there's painkillers. There's stuff like marijuana has has definitely medicinal uh, elements, but like heroin and morphine, which are used for you know in in medicinal practices, are aren't necessarily healthy in and of themselves. Almost none of this stuff is healthy. Um, but it, again, that's still like the like even like alcohol is extremely unhealthy if you uh -huh. abuse it alcohol if you take it in small quantities there is a noted health benefit but the people who are problem drinkers they don't they don't have one drink a couple times a week they drink 10 drinks every day so that's a problem you know and some of the people like me who do drink are so light a drinker that it's like i don't even get the health benefit because i drink a beer once every like three months but if you drink a couple beers or a couple glasses of wine a week, there is a health benefit to that. And this is true of other, you know, some people argue that marijuana has some of this too. Yeah, the people no, and who, I, I who abuse it. those ones for sure. There's certain, but like to be, to say like, just do one line of Coke a month and maybe there's some health benefits to it. I don't maybe, know. Maybe, maybe there is, but cocaine is literally used as an example of something that is ridiculously addictive. Like people say it's addictive like Coke. You know, like so. Yeah, but I I, to, I, again, to, I think to, there's like, a bit of I think there's a bit of like myth making. There's that a happens. bit, but not a hundred percent. You know, because I'm definitely and for sure things like opiates, uh, I would avoid like the plague, and I don't because I don't know what's true and what's not. But I definitely am afraid of the like heroin really frightens me. The idea of it to be like, oh, you take it, and then you're just like, I gotta have more. You know, I don't ever want to live my life I, like that. I think and it was think the train that, spotting scene where recovering from the sickness it's like it looks horrible yeah, well yeah. <laughs> just just in general the idea that something you try once uh and then all of a sudden it means more to you than anything else in your life is a terrifying thought to me again i don't know how much of that is true or not true and i think that there's some truth in it and there's definitely some mistruth in it because again there's been an active and concerted effort to paint them that way I don't know, but you know, you do know stuff like opium's been used for thousands and thousands of years. Cocaine's been used for thousands of of years. You know, in different forms, less potent forms, and and that's that's an interesting point again as well. People keep ramping these things up. This is the conversation with marijuana today in our country, where it's like, oh yeah, the marijuana in the '60s is like you know, it's a third as strong as it is now or whatever. Uh, so it's different, but. Again, that's what it, for me it'd be like. I'm not going to touch some of these things because I don't trust the sources, and I don't I don't crave it that much. But in but just my whole like LSD thing and being like, oh, if I'm going to die and I'm scared, I, I'd like to get some LSD. And it's still the idea of it worries me that I'm like I couldn't get any that doesn't have like, yeah, I got you some LSD. It might have some carfentanil in it, which gets you really high. Uh, but there's mostly LSD. I'd be like, ah, damn it, I don't know, you know, because you can't trust where it comes you, from, are, and that bothers me. Like, so I would want recreational drugs to be like but, someone be but, like they're. Are you what are you worried get? a little bit? You might try it too late. Like, let's say you get your prognosis and you're gonna die, so you're like, speak give me the LSD. You take the LSD, and you're like, man, why did I do this 20 years ago? I feel great. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's not even to feel great. It's more just to have different perspectives. Things well, whatever. Like, That's like, what I mean. Like, I should have like, done this 20 years ago, kind of. <laughs> I mean, but I don't know. But I, maybe I'm more open to doing something like psilocybin. That'll be uh, our next Patreon goal. Mushroom. Will be Mike on Mike trying LSD. Well, because I, I feel like at least with that, I remember when I was traveling in Thailand, there was a lot of, even though you could apparently be executed for having drugs down there, everyone was doing drugs everywhere. 
uh, except me, because <laughs> I wasn't in that stuff. But I was at some place, and I remember there was like this Australian dude. Uh, he was super drunk already, and he was smoking weed. He's this big, big guy. And I don't know, we were at this place, and someone brought on this little plastic cup, and it was just full of mushrooms. And they, it was all like dirt and stuff was in them, and he was already so gone. I just remember him going like, ah, la, 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 and eating this like glass full of mushrooms. <laughs> and I remember thinking like, that guy is is going to have a hell of a night because he was already like super drunk. <laughs> and, uh, and it's also that like mixing up like five different things. I'm like, I don't think that's a good practice either to be like, I'm super drunk, get me some weed. Mushrooms, yeah, bring those on too. So like, I'd be like, slow down, buddy, slow down. <laughs> All right. Well, and, speaking of slowing down, I think we're winding up into verdict land here. So uh, you guys have anything else that we need to... You guys, no, I, you guys have I your opinions. Ready. All right, then we're gonna bring in the farm animals. Uh, here they come. Uh, wait, where? Oh, there they go. <laughs> Verdict time. Order, I say. Order in the court. Order in the court. All right, it's time for verdicts. Crofton, you want to step up first since you're hosting? Yeah, man? yeah, I'll go, yeah, I'll go first here. Just one second. Uh, um, so now he's oh, ready. Oh boy. Um, yeah, no, I found like I mean, I found this one pretty tricky for the reasons I outlined at the beginning. Just like the sort of brainwashing conditioning that Mike and I talked about that you know we've gone through through growing up through the Reagan era war on drugs and like you know that 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 whole element of uh, uh, of drugs being bad and a lot of the points that he made about like about you know uh, the criminality of it uh, leading to a lot more addictiveness is is totally totally right and I like. A good, you know, classic rock tune as much as the next person. And I think if, you know, if you did a Venn diagram of all music since the birth of rock and roll, like, you know, h- half of it would be about sex and the other half would be about drugs. And then there would be a, a middle ground that's about sex and drugs. Um, oh, of course, there'd be a third one that'd be about rock and roll. So it'd be like, you know, and then there'd be the sex, drugs and rock and roll. Um, so I, I, I totally, uh, I totally appreciate, you, you know, I, I appreciate that stuff, but at the same time, it's like, I mean, tons of families and individuals being totally destroyed due to, due to drugs. Um, all, all, I'm including alcohol. I'm including pretty much everything, you know, like as, as there's like, I've, I'm not sure if you guys have ever watched a show like intervention or whatever. Actually, I shouldn't ask you questions through my verdict, but it's like really depressing and sobering to watch these things. Um, and, and, uh, and recognizing like how much like people that seem like generally well-adjusted at home and stuff can have, can have issues with, with drugs as well. And, does that mean that I lay this at the foot of all drugs? No, it just means that I, I recognize that there's there's a lot, a lot of negative um, that comes out of it. And me being in a, a position where, like, I'm, I you know choose not to partake in drugs, but definitely uh, recreationally, and but recognize like both the allure in pop culture and how they've been brought up to be like a you know a, a thing that people who are cool will do at least in in, in, in at at some level. Um, 
and sort of having raged against that for a part of my life and and at the same point at this part of my life raging against the fact that I've been you know conditioned to to think that they're bad puts a lot of biases in, in my head it makes this topic a really tough one uh, to deliver a verdict on all episode I was going back and forth between bad and bullshit um, and uh, and I think that I'm gonna have to go with my gut on this one and like I have a lot of negative feelings with regards to recreational drugs for better or for worse so I'm gonna I'm gonna go and say that uh, uh, recreational drugs due to all the you know issues that they've contributed to uh, are bad so I'm gonna say bad hmm but it was not an easy one for me, and I, I could have just right. as easy said but bullshit. Right. Well, Mike's. But there's. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Mike's oh, you were, oh, you're desperate to go last, are you? No, no, oh, no. Mike's gonna go you last. last. Mike's gonna go last. He, I see him like gathering his juices up. Well, so. I'm, I'm still kind it's of like a Dragon Ball Z character yeah, on drugs. I can see him, so I'll give him some time. I'll give him some time to recharge. Uh, so. Uh, drugs. Um, they're a lot of fun. Miss <laughs> Bo. With my limited, with the the extensive experience from a limited pool of recreational drugs, um, they were good. I did have problems managing my life with certain ones of them, but it's hard to separate whether that was a maturity issue or the fact that I am non-functional with drugs because, um. I don't think I've ever had a problem with alcohol, even when I drank it a lot. You know, I went to work, stuff like that. But certainly loved to sleep when I smoked weed. And uh, with the oncoming legalization, I'm wondering if I can be responsible and enjoy uh, the odd joint. Um, but it might not just be for me. I also get kind of anxious on it. It's not all fun and games. Sometimes recreational drugs backfire and you end up feeling worse. And that's something we didn't really talk about too much, but that happens. But overall... I think a lot of good points were elucidated, or wait, outlined. Is it elucidate the right use of that word? Were outlined <laughs> in the show. Uh, I think we have a lot of great art, and a lot of a lot of great ideas came from people who use drugs that have made claims that it inspired them and affected them in in in, in positive ways. Um, so they're fun. Uh, there are some negatives. And I agree with our social concern to help manage and maintain those things. But I have to lay that at the fault of people and not at the fault of recreational drugs. So I'm going to say the recreational use of drugs is good. There you go. A rare good verdict from both. You mean a frequent good verdict. (laughs) For those of you following at home... for. Recreational drugs, good. Education system, bad. <laughs> Both well, words, everybody. They we, go hand we, in we, hand. We, right? we wouldn't have some of the great things uh, that we know and love today in the art world without them. So I'm not going to give them a bad verdict. Yeah. And Crofton thinks residential schools were good. You were just shitting on Bo for not liking the education system. He's clearly I'm, had some bad I'm, things. I'm just telling you right right now that 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 uh, Bo is just you know pretty much pissed See, on everyone who ever died. He's trying to drugs. paint me as a dirty drug user. He's doing hush. it right now. My oh. verdict. Oh yeah, you're not done. Uh, yeah, I had a lot of trouble with this one. I must say. Uh, and again, this comes from uh, you know I appreciated Crofton laying out all his biases that he had at the start. I I have probably a lot of the same ones too, and uh, 
and was always someone uh, when I was young that was pretty able to resist those. Dr- you know, there's always worries about like peer pressure when you're too young. You know, people saying try this, try that. I never had a problem saying like meh, no, and didn't really have the need to. And I feel uh, good about that. That that. I didn't. I didn't do drugs at a young age because I think that's that's another huge issue we didn't even talk about. It's young people experimenting, and I think that has it's a whole other can of worms. Um, and and sort of my attitude on this really is is like, if you're like, you know, try, try to take it as like the best case scenario. You're a well balanced person. You're healthy. You feel good. You know yourself inside and out. Um, you don't have any mental health issues. All this stuff. If you you know. You, Trip all that stuff away. That I'm, and for for whatever reason, you decide to um, try some recreational drugs. I'm like, great, you know, that's awesome. You're very well educated about the drug you're going to use. Blah blah blah. Then I'm like, good, hands down, you know, uh, that I'd say that that's good because most people, a lot of people, would just choose to be like, no, I don't think I will. But you know, if someone else wants to, I'm not going to hold moral judgment on them. And I think that's the kind of thing we should be aiming for. Uh, the problem is that. Those, it's not like that, you know. A lot of people, mo- many people, are experimenting these things with these drugs when they're not ready, uh, when they're in vulnerable places in their lives, and the effects can clearly be detrimental. Now, I really think there is a place for these things that they could be eye-opening and change your life in a positive way, as they have done with some with a lot of people. Like um, a lot of people have died, and a lot of people have altered the way they've lived in in positive ways in ways of like compassion and understanding of others in ways they they didn't experience before trying drugs like this is things you'll hear from people who experiment with psychedelics interesting stuff possibly beneficial stuff but you know the state of things right now is like who knows you know it's such a mess because things are half illegal you don't know what's in what you're getting what what's in what you're taking um, just the other day in the park behind my house, we found this like tray. There's children all around this park with a joint in it and a little white pill, which is in all likelihood ecstasy. Just sitting there, and I was like freaked out. I'm like, this should not be here. There's kids all around, you know. And these nice days, neighborhood you live in, Hodgins. I know. Uh, I should have said. So of course I took the pill. 18 hours later, I woke up halfway across the country. Uh, but so, any, but the point is, the pill there. There's children around. It's just like, and these days I'm like, ah, there could be fentanyl in it. You don't know. You can't trust your local drug pusher to be like, this is the best stuff I harvested myself in the mountains of Colombia and uh, perfectly refined. Like you, you just, you don't know. And that's, that's the reality of what we're dealing with. People with mental health issues are using drugs. They're dirty. They're illegal. All this stuff. And that's, that stuff's bad, right? Uh, so for me, the clear verdict on this one is that recreational drugs for the time being are bullshit. <laughs> But I kind of lean, you know, Bo's way in the sense that I really think you're libertarian. They, they could, they could be, yeah. Well, I don't hold moral judgment on anyone, and for someone who's got mental health problems and is trying to like get rid of the feelings through the drugs, I have ultimate sympathy and compassion for those people, and that's probably not the solution they're looking for. But they might not have access to the proper one. So I think, I think things are conflated in this issue, and it is a messy one, but an enjoyable conversation nonetheless. Speaking of enjoyable conversations, if you have a feedback that oh, you want wait, to... wait, wait, wait. Something's coming. Hang on. we got to do this first. It's coming in. Hey, the bird's going to both Oh, shoot. <laughs> oh, we got, we got a piece of mail. A piece of mail came in. The bird delivered mail. It's Crofton's favorite sound. 
I don't think we've heard that sound in a really, really long time. I don't even remember what that sound was. Yeah, so that's the sound of the the bird delivering mail to our mailbox. Let me walk on over and see what's in here. Oh. Well, hurry up, because I think this episode's going crazy long. Yeah, we're we're good. We're good. We got a message from one of our patrons, actually. Uh, You can support us over at patreon.com, like uh, four wonderful people did. By the way, we got another patron today who also wants to see Mike uh, talk to a wall. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, so he's, this is from Lennart, uh, in, for, I think oh! he's from Sweden. So, uh, it's good old Lennart. I remember Lennart. Yeah. Uh, thank you for writing in. And he says, hello, GBB hosts. I want to thank you for the latest episode, GBB 199 vaccines. It oh. was excellent. You managed to illustrate the different aspects of the issue in a very enjoyable way. Vaccines are accepted as a good thing by most of the population, I think, at least here in Sweden. But it still pops up groups of people that have misinformed and dangerous opinions about vaccines. For that reason, it's an important issue to discuss, even if it's a slam dunk and you all of you agree. Episode was funny, interesting, and informative. Awesome. So it's always good to hey, get positive feedback. So thank I'm, you, Leonard. Yeah, thank to you be so honest, I was actually a bit worried. Well, I was a bit worried about that episode being a bit of an echo chamber. We did talk a, a, a lot about it. But it is funny because Leonard's from you know, from a, a part of the world that I think even in Canada, we hear ideal idealize as kind of the most forward. Th- yeah. Progressive forward thinking on so many things. And so it is interesting. Like, you know, he probably comes from a place of, well, yeah, duh, vaccines. It makes perfect sense. You know, the, the argument that's happening in the States or it seems it might, might seem completely ridiculous to them there. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I thought that was a pretty good episode too. I felt I felt yeah. really engaged in that one, uh, in, in that particular. You show. kind of steered us through it, Bo. So yeah, because yeah, I was but, pretty I'm ignorant, and it turns out I wasn't so bad after all. And I think I that'll think, be true of this episode funny. too. This episode was pretty great, and we had a full spread this time. But I, I think you, Bo loves the full spreads. Um, the thing, the I thing, I especially would say, when I'm though, when I'm when I'm high. Like yeah. There's full spread, and then they're smoking a joint and the full spread, which is way better. You know what? When when weed becomes legal, we're going to do an episode high. We should do that. It, and Leonard provided us a, a great piece of positive feedback, but if you want to flame us too, that would be equally enjoyable. You can do that by sending an email to goodbadbull at gmail.com. We would love to be able to read that message on air and, and, and uh, speak back to you. Um, we're also we stream this this uh, this show live on twitch.tv slash goodbadbull generally Thursday evenings. We we had a pretty active chat group today. We 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 loved seeing people out there. We love hearing from people. Uh, goodbadbull.com is where you can find all our latest episodes. Patreon.com uh, slash goodbadbull if you want to support and see Mike talk to more walls. Um, at goodbadbull on Twitter. Please follow us. You'll find out when all the latest episodes dropped. Um, you know, we, uh, we are into the new hundred episodes. This is putting to bed our first episode in the new centennial. So pretty, pretty fun. Uh, we're also individuals of an individual nature. And if you want to reach us individually, you can, let's start with the brains of this operation. The smart one, Mike, how can people, uh, follow you? You can follow me at Twitter, at ML Hodgins, where you can look forward to my forthcoming video of me talking to a wall for 20 minutes. I'm sure it'll be posted somewhere else, too. And uh, you can follow me at Croft and Steers on Twitter. Oh, and the third one. Um, oh, uh, Bo, yes. where can 
Where yes. can they follow you yes. on Twitter? You can follow me uh, on Twitter at Bo Schwartz, and you can find out all my goings ons is theirs. Is um, he's the most active? He's worth following, folks. I yeah. endorse him. Um, and and I know we don't like to do this, but we're wrapping up the show, so it's okay. But we did have a question from our live stream audience. Oh, Podcast nice. listeners, just so you know, we video live stream it on Twitch for Mike. And he says, is it true Mike was in Degrassi High? And It is true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I don't know where that came from. but So dated. I was wheels. Yeah, Actually, yeah. I think that dude's dead. Oh, geez. Yeah. That... Was it from recreational drugs? Snake, that would be perfect. Guys. Oh, it might have been Snake. You know who was in Degrassi? Drake. Yeah. That's Degrassi, the new generation. And I think everybody does know that. Although classic Degrassi. I will say that that one thing I find always humorous about Degrassi is Snake is perhaps um, the guy that least looks like somebody called Snake I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, he's like tall dork. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like I'm like when you hear the name Snake and you're you're like I'm gonna Google someone like the, the guy from The Simpsons jumps to mind, you know, like but definitely yeah, solid snake, snake from Degrassi, not top five snake. And unfortunately, I wasn't able to be in that show because I think I was too young for the first round and uh, too old for the second round. But yeah. you know, maybe when they do a De- Degrassi retirement residence uh, show, I'll be one of the old men. In there. how the Beatles did Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds and we're like, it's not about LSD. <laughs> and you're like, um, well, the title and lyrics seem to suggest otherwise, but sure, whatever. Are you a fan of the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast? Consider supporting the show by becoming one of our valued patrons at patreon.com. For as little as the cost of one cup of coffee a month, your generous support will help keep the random topic generator oiled and fueled for future generations. Find out more at patreon.com slash goodbadbull.